no stickers for me, no stickers for me. Oh, the American accent comes on when man presses record. No stickers for me. <laughs> American? What's that? I've been told that since I've come back from the UK. Well, I haven't been told, but people keep Well, since you came back from the UK, you're sounding US. It's sounding US, yeah, yeah. I'm like one of those. Remember when all UK yeah, rappers? Yeah, yeah, American yeah. Accent. Well, hey. Oh, look, the thing is, we all still live in American colloquialism, so don't try to... Don't try to do your shitty Scottish accent, yeah? Yeah, just because you think you sound like Mel Gibson in Braveheart, you think you can try and... Even though he's Australian, mate. Huh? Mel Gibson's Australian. Yeah, but but anyway, anyway, it's DMP, (laughs) so... (laughs) Scottish accent, sexiest accent in the world. Don't have me. To be fair, Scottish-Irish accent gets... Get, gets the girls a bit excited. So. All I'm saying is I'm scared of you. You're comparing me to Rachel from Friends. You're agreeing that I've got a sexy accent. I'm glad that we're doing this virtually today. Hey, man, you live in Berlin. You should be happy to, to have all this attention, man. Hey, I'm open all hours. <laughs> all right, it sounds a bit weird now still. So, DMP, <laughs> we have finally got to the serious, serious business end of the season. We're recording this on Monday evening um, after the Phoenix Suns have, um, have got themselves a, their first what, their first NBA Finals in 27 years, I think it is. It's not only the Phoenix Suns, though. It's and it's CP3's CP3. Finals in how many seasons? 14 seasons in the NBA. And the Milwaukee Bucks over the weekend managed to get through to their first NBA final since I think it was 1972. And Yanis, yeah. or without Yanis even, has I don't know if that, well we can come into this, but all the questions around do the Bucks have enough? Is it enough for Yanis to stay? Well, they managed to get to the finals without him. So yeah. Interesting. We've got to the business end. Um we haven't actually spoken since a lot of that basketball happened. So, yeah, just wanted to maybe jump in straight away and look, look into the Suns finishing off the Clippers. How did you guys see? What, what, is, what, were, your, what were your thoughts on the series in general? general? Um, anyone come, and come out smelling like roses? Anyone disappoint? R.I.P. and Patrick Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> He was not a happy bunny. I would love to know what Chris Paul whispered. It wasn't even enough to the point where you could read his lips. He just said, I'm sure it was like an accumulation. Huh? I'm sure it's an accumulation. You know when it's like somebody keeps compressing you and then all it takes is for them to breathe near you or look at you in the wrong way and you're like, fuck it, I'm not having this anymore. Yeah. No, no. Paul George definitely said something to like, to let things overflow a bit, like he definitely drops a little, a little spice on that really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Said his mum's name. Hey, Chris Paul is definitely an arsehole. Like I, I want to put it out there, Chris Paul is definitely an unsavory character on the basketball court. But he's like that successful <laughs> asshole. Like he's a gentleman when he needs to be, but you know that he's gonna he's gonna whisper something in your ear, and you'll be like, "What? What'd you say to me?" It's not. Oh, it's not successful. It's yes, he is. Yeah, he ain't got no rings. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a measurement of a man. That's a measurement of a basketball player. And yeah, we're talking about a man is successful as a basketball player is about to be successful. I mean, you. I mean, Russell Westbrook said this, didn't he? Like earlier in the season, I've already made it to the league. I'm a champion. 
But I'm talking about Chris Paul and his personality on the court and in relation to other NBA players. He's definitely like a well-known asshole. He's like Patrick Beverly wasn't the only person on the Clippers who was getting at him. There was also uh, my boy Boogie as well. Yeah, like, Boogie. Onto him. And it's just a running theme. I'm surprised he didn't get into a fight with Rondo. That was actually one of my things I was watching out for. Mm. I really wanted Rondo and Chris Paul to have a proper Who did, did Rondo spit at? Was it Chris? It was Chris Paul, wasn't it? Remember them got back? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just last year. Them two, like, they've got like a on-site beef, like, as soon as, but they're both annoying people. And they, like, they're the same personality, so they just can't be around each other. Otherwise, it just, what is it? You know, when you have two, two uh, of the same size of the magnet put together, it just, push them apart i mean maybe it's a question as like do you need this kind of aspects in your personality to be a successful athlete at this level i think it's smaller yeah have you noticed it's the small players that do it the small ones yeah because lebron doesn't have it right <laughs> no but Le lebron's got you can i don't think um, i think it's not necessarily a small player thing but when you're fighting for something like lebron doesn't have to fight for anything hence why he calls fouls ah or whatever you know what i mean whereas when you've got to like fight for it like lebron james is not gonna get called for a travel but he's gonna get called going to the basket like someone's gonna foul him a lot more than other players so yeah. i get what you say about the small person thing but it's like you're trying to make a name for yourself in the league you're gonna be more verbal i guess it's just also you have to when you're smaller you're just naturally not you're naturally at a disadvantage so you have to find every single advantage you can to get yourself up to a level playing field. So if that means getting in someone's head and pissing them off a little bit, or if that means you've got to like sell uh, sell a hit a little bit. No, it's definitely not a small thing about it. If you look at guys like Shaq, you look at guys like Embiid, Kobe, MJ, they're all supremely annoying people to play against. You know, I mean, and everybody that you've just listed is like, they're annoying because of how good they are. No, 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 no. Embiid is a dickhead. <laughs> like it's like an egoistic thing. And he's got like, he can prove his point. Maybe it's... Do you think maybe it's just how people receive it? Like when Embiid is chatting shit, people don't really get... that. Like they don't talk too much to Embiid. But when CP3 is chatting shit, it's like, bruv, don't chat shit. <laughs> because like, <laughs> a certain demographic of people can chat shit to, to Joel Embiid and Shaquille, you know. It's a very, very small group of people on the planet. Exactly. You'll get like hold smack talk from Joel and like You can't touch me. Can't touch this. I've got yeah, some, big man like, privilege, maybe. But yeah. Michael Jordan was only like six four, same as like Kobe, like six four, six six. They were also like mad snappy. I don't know. Yeah, but well, you don't Michael Jordan. Hmm? Michael Jordan. If you don't say hello to him one day, that's it. He's like, yeah, that's it. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Kobe's from the same school. Like, oh, you're disrespecting me. Uh, cool. That's because he grew up on Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. school. The school of like Kobe even said, I remember there was someone, I think Jalen Rose said, when Kobe hit them for 81, he didn't talk to no one. He was just straight up like, nah, I'm just, I'm just going to kill you guys. I'm just stepping on your necks. There was no banter. There was no crowd pleasing. It was just straight laser focus. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding you. It's true. So why is Chris Paul such an arsehole? 
That's his personality, man. I think I think it's like you know how like in cartoons or whatever you've got the devil on one shoulder and an angel on another. Like the basketball's the guy in the middle. You've got Cliff Paul on one shoulder and Chris Paul on the other. And it's like Cliff Paul's a nice guy, but Chris Paul's a dick. So I see it. Chris Paul's the one that gets to the finals, man. This just came back up. Did you guys see that video of Steve Ballmer going ham? I hate being around people like that. You just get, <laughs> I, used work, I used to work in a sales office and like managers would just like come like, come on, keep on doing it. And like, yeah, people who do that, you're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy, but bro. You have friends that do that who are like, when they get super excited, they grab you and like hold you really tight. Or he grabbed your inner fire. You know when he grabbed the whole fire. I wasn't in it. There was a little bit of extra. <laughs> so yeah, you can feel the pressure there, man. But um, yeah, shout out to the Suns. Um, probably deserved winners. Um, I will stand by me saying um, if people weren't injured, they probably wouldn't be here. But the game is the game. Well, yeah, that's okay. But in, you yeah. can say that about any championship, right? This championship. This playoffs has been a bit mad. Toronto have won if, if Clay and KD weren't injured. Think of all those championships, Golden State won. But do we still, Steph do we Curry bit the whole time. But do we still go Kawhi? Do, do you still class Kawhi as a two-time champion? Yeah. yeah. But wasn't he lucky that he came across a Warriors team that had no KD, no Clay? Mm, nah, nah, nah. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. They probably would have even won that game. Yeah, yeah, true. I hear that. I hear that. But that's one team. I'm talking like consecutive games where like star players are missing and you're winning rounds like because you're relatively fit compared to them. Shout out to Chris Paul. That last game was masterful, by the way. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's several teams. What? You're telling me AD and Bron fit. For a whole series, come on, even the Clippers, man. The Clippers fit the whole series. You got a different series. It's I don't know. It's, it's different for me this year. Mm. Personally, like I'm used to like seeing the best players play against the best players for the majority of the time. The the run the um Golden State Warriors versus Raptors series you're referring to. Yeah, they would. It would have been a different game if like Clay and KD were fit throughout that whole series. But they would have won. Series. They would have won. <laughs> we don't know. Kawhi was very much the best player, arguably the best player on the planet at that moment in time. You saw. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember the moment when Clay got injured, but they were. Clay was about to have a Clay game. He was going. He was going bananas, and then he got injured. And then they, I think they lost that game. I, I anyway. That's, this is all. This is all like conjecture. Conjecture, exactly. But that's not, anyway. That's my opinion. But I do see where you're coming from, right? The injuries yeah. have, like, me, even me looking at who might win during a lot of the matchups. It's okay. When I said the Suns, it was because I didn't think Kawhi was going to come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the predictions have been based on. Well, I don't think these guys are going to be back. So actually, if they've got Chris Paul fit, then they'll pro they'll probably win. Talking about uh, Kawhi not coming back, Willie. To the Clippers. Well, he's a free agent this summer. 
Take yeah. I don't know if the Clippers should. I don't know if they want to invest, man. Whoa. That is a hot take. I don't know if they want to invest. That is a steaming take. You need to unpack that one properly. The thing with Kawhi, yeah. Okay, let's look at the whole Kawhi situation. I think, first of all, I think Kawhi is like maybe the key reason as to why basketball is all so weird right now, actually. But that's a different conversation for maybe another day. Um, but I feel like to get... When you've seen the best of Kawhi, which is probably at the Raptors, they fully bought into this whole load management thing. And also the Clippers did like when they initially got him as well. But they fully bought into the whole load management thing. So he wasn't really playing in the regular season. And he was fit in the postseason and he could go do Kawhi stuff. They tried to flip the scripts this year and tried to get Kawhi to play a lot more regular season games. And Kawhi did. He bought into it as well. But as soon as we got into the offseason, Man got a big injury and was out when you when you need him most, really. And from my I point of view, I, I think Nathan Land first. From my my opinion, I don't think they got a, the correct return on investment so far from what they like what they would have expected from Kawhi. Yeah, okay, like injuries come and go, and you can do the, you can do enough to control it, I think. But we haven't got enough out of Kawhi. Also, Paul George literally is finished as the star of the show. Kawhi is meant to be the best guy on the planet. Well, he was arguably the best player on the planet just two, three years ago, right? Or am I wrong? Like, he was in that conversation. Yeah. He was very much in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But he's still, he's still in the conversation. He's still, he's, still a top, he's still a top five. People could argue top three in the world right now. And if he wins another championship with a third team, he'll definitely be in that conversation with people saying Kawhi, KD, LeBron. Um... But yeah, I mean, he hasn't done that for the Clippers, and you got to ask: Is that is he really going to be capable of sustaining both a regular season and a postseason going forward? Or are you going to give him a fat contract just for that postseason production, which might not pan out the way you want it to pan out? It seems like a big risk to me. <clears throat> what were you going to say, Carl? So I was just going to say that I was just adding on to Nathan's point as he was saying it was like. You mentioned that, yeah, when he needed them the most, he got injured. And I think that is a very running theme this year, whether you're talking about Anthony Davis, whether you're talking about Kevin Durant, so on and so forth. Like, also throughout the season injuries, playoff season injuries, like, I think we have touched on it a lot through different podcasts, different episodes. Kawhi barely played relative to these guys you mentioned last season. Anthony Davis went all the way to the league finals. Um, who, who was the other guy you just mentioned? Yeah, but I just mean when they needed the most. Like, if Anthony Davis was still fit. Yeah, I'm saying he went all the way to, like, the league finals and then had no off-season. He had no time to rest. Kawhi didn't play regular season last year. He had a short, abbreviated postseason in the bubble. And what's he been doing since? Like, he played in, like, he had a decent amount of games this season. But you'd expect him to be relatively fresh compared to a lot of the other stars. So you're saying that the Clippers? What what do you what is what is your point then that he's? I'd say the Clippers should probably keep their cards like to their chest and not commit too soon. I don't. That's that's my. Well, my you're opinion. saying the Clippers should do what you do best and set on the fence. <laughs> I'm saying they should hold their cards to their chest now. See what the free market agency is saying. What's going to be available come next year potentially, and say, okay, do you want to buy into Kawhi Leonard for what is it going to be three four years in the max contract, super max? But look, regardless, they have to, right? Because if they don't, then he has to, then he goes and they don't get anything back. 
and they literally mortgaged their whole future on Kawhi and Paul George. Wouldn't they have like cap space? Yeah, but cap space doesn't mean anything if you don't have if you can't if you can't trade anything. They don't have any trading chips. But so when it comes to free agency, I'm saying like potentially next year. You put yourself in a position where you could potentially pick someone up who's of like that caliber. The thing with Kawhi, unless there's a big this is a big long-term injury that we don't know about, Kawhi's value is gonna be high. Same thing as AD getting injured. Like if AD gets injured, if LeBron gets injured, their trade value is still gonna be pretty sky high. So it just doesn't make sense not to sign him. If they think, look, this isn't gonna work out, then I don't know, man. If, if, if Golden State knew Clay Thompson was going to have a big ACL and be out for two consecutive seasons, basically, do you, think they would, do you think they would have given him that contract? Bear in mind, he's made thirty-eight million every single year since. That was two seasons. That's mad. That's like you couldn't. That's just a ridiculous level of bad luck. You can't plan for that. But Kawhi Leonard, literally, like his recent career has shown that hey, I either play regular season or I play or play postseason. Like that's literally it. So what are you paying for? Are you paying for that? The whole thing, we're paying for just that potential like burst in postseason, which okay. might not happen. You know what I mean? That's 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 my I whole. Can, point, I right? can see what you're saying, right? Look, it would make more sense if they if they did, they do need to sign him, but could they do a sign and trade like straight up Kawhi for Damian Lillard? Then that's like, does that make sense? I don't know. I wouldn't. I I, I personally still see Kawhi as one of the top. I, I would rather have Damian. I see Kawhi as a top three. Kawhi's just not because not just of the offense. Kawhi can go crazy and have a forty-five point game, but he will also lock down the best player on the other team. The I don't know. The injuries part is a tough one, but you just need to you just need to sign him. My question is more on Kawhi's side. Would Kawhi sign? That's a very good question. Yeah. Up to Kawhi. It's not really. Do up you to think Kawhi knows what the other week is? So if I was Kawhi, and well, Kawhi, nobody knows what Kawhi does. Nobody, nobody understands Kawhi. Like, there's no way you can look at him and be like, oh, he's he seems like he's happy. He'll definitely stay. Kawhi does his own thing. So I, I wouldn't want to be the Clippers in this position, basically, because he could just say, oh, do you know what? I feel like going to Miami. Sorry. I don't care what people think. He's done it before. Like, as I said, it's like Kawhi making that move from the Spurs. Is what really started off this whole like kind of weird NBA climate where like things are actually very weird when you look at how P players are moving. Like it's very, very unusual compared to how it was before. But um yeah, shout out to Kawhi, probably the catalyst for the Maddest Free Agency summary. Mm -hmm. But uh <laughs> we'll see how that develops. And um, um speaking of the Clippers, is the pandemic P nicknamed Dead and Buried or is it Paul Zingus's? <laughs> well, hopefully there's no more pandemic. It'll stop. No more pandemic. Yeah. Separate from basketball, just life. Man, I don't think that's. I don't, yeah, but let's let's not talk about raising hopes on that side. But um, no, I think pandemic P's done, man. He's he he showed who he is, right? He's not a LeBron, Kawhi, AD level superstar. He's a very good player. He can win you. He can win you some tough games. Can you give him the keys to the to the franchise and say lead us to the promised land? Potentially, if you build a really really solid team around him. But outside of that, is he a, like he's shown who he is? He's a good. He's a he's a very very good player in this league. 
top 15 at least to top 10 arguably yeah let's let's throw that to to chris Stapps. now it's chris Stapps turn to step up yeah chris Stapps, you're now pandemic p um <laughs> i think yeah paul george has earned the respect of the casual nba fan i feel i think most most actual NBA fans and most people like really understand basketball can see like Paul George isn't a dickhead and he's actually an immensely like immensely talented um, basketball player. And um, yeah, I think this whole run against the Suns, in fact, the whole playoff run in general, he's good at least. He beat the Jazz. He beat the Jazz like yeah. Kawhi halfway through that, through that series and he just wiped the Jazz. And scored at least 20 points every single game. At least. <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like hopefully people respect him going forward and um, maybe he can push on from here. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to know how he feels about the whole Kawhi situation as well. That would be very interesting. But I think he's actually locked in at the Clippers, isn't he? He's locked in. He's locked in. He signed a contract recently and it made sense for him to lock in. Kawhi, I think the thing that people struggle with is usually you'd just be 100% certain, yeah, he's going to sign. But Kawhi is just such a such a i don't want to call him weird just a different individual there's no no one knows what drives him really you just have to pray and hope <laughs> which is dangerous especially in the situation that he's currently in if you yeah. have to pray and hope on someone who you can't depend on and there's no way in estimating that you can depend on him then you're struggling yeah and they've they have no picks for like the next like six years so <laughs> like if Kawhi ever says it Kawhi does say fuck it i'm not doing this and he doesn't do a sign and trade oof, clippers are in trouble yeah agreed but then again it's not that they're in trouble it says teams go through rotations yeah they're good they're bad they're shit they're great it's true the clippers what two years ago when doc when Doc Rivers uh, left, um, looked like they were going, looked like they were going into some trouble. So they managed to turn it around. It's it's never over, is it? Um, so let's move on to the next side of the bracket. Um, did you get a chance to watch the Bucks versus the Sun? I mean, the Suns, the Bucks versus the Hawks. Yeah, I caught the uh, the the especially the last game. I caught because it was in Atlanta mm. as well. So in a sense, I expected home court advantage if that is or isn't a thing, whatever you want to call it, um, to kind of play a part in that. But no, I, I'm not a fan of Giannis at the end of the day and for him to kind of, him and the Bucks to kind of come through into the, the final finals is uh, nice for me to see. But also Trey Young, I believe he didn't play, if I'm correct in recalling. He played the last game. Yeah, yeah, um, did you see the injury that or how Yanis injured his knee? Yeah, and it was very similar to the football injury, either on the same night or the one prior. It was virtually so Giannis had a hyperextension of his left leg where mm. it kind of went left. Um, and there was a similar thing in one of the European football matches that night as well. Where a guy got studs to the inside of the knee and it like bent his, he virtually bent his knee sideways. Uh, both of them were lucky to come out of it kind of untouched, being the wrong word, but no in depth, yeah, threatening injuries. 
And I think that's just a big respect to a lot of physiotherapists and everything who work on these athletes and the athletes themselves are looking after their bodies. Because if that happened to you, me, or Nathan, we'd probably have a broken leg. No, you couldn't. So I've actually done that before where I've bent my knee backwards. Um, and it just, it basically swole up for like, obviously he's got to have proper physios and go through proper treatment, but I wasn't able to run properly for maybe like three weeks, four weeks. But, and it was, I, I thought it's done. I was like, it's, it's done. My knee, I, I, I felt it bent completely backwards and I heard a, I heard a crack. So I was like, this, this is it. It's done. But no, it was just, uh, it was just like stretched and. I just needed a little bit of rest and ice and all that stuff. So I don't really know. Can I ask? Playing rugby. Oh, um, okay. It's always through rugby. I, I ruptured my Achilles as well playing playing rugby. So, no. um, but yeah, uh, I, I yeah, I'm glad that it's not like a proper long term injury because you could see the whole crowd as soon as it happened because that was that match was pumping. Right. But no one likes to see that happen, whether it be the best or the worst player, your team or the opposing team. Like you see, when, like I think a, an extreme but good example of that was the uh, Christian Eriksen, Danish player, when he collapsed in the field. Regardless of what team it was, no one wanted to see that happen, and everybody was showing support for it. Like mm -hmm. and I think that's a very extreme example, but also in the Giannis case, where it looks like it could be a bad injury when it's not a contact sport, arguably, no one wants to see that happen. Yeah, so it looks bad, it looked bad. He looked like he was in serious, serious pain. And it, I don't know, it was just the, the contrast from, because it was a, it was a, it was an, it was an interesting game because Atlanta came out, they had no Trey Young and they just went crazy. Just, yeah. they were they were going bananas and the Bucks. Like I, I really don't believe in the Bucks, if I'm honest. And they just took so long to figure it out. And then Yanis just, just decided, all right, I'm, I'm going to take over. And he started to do. He, he scored like ten points in a row, or something. Not, not ten, but somewhere close to that. And then that happened. And so the crowd was getting more pumped up and more pumped up. And then that happens, and you just see it deathly silence. Yeah, it's fine. But, but hopefully. The big man is back for the finals. I dare say he will be. Maybe not game one, but definitely limited minutes later on for sure, I can imagine. You never know. You never know. With the yeah, I didn't see. Hopefully they don't do some do do what AD did. But do do you think like Chris Middleton and the rest of the Bucks still have the opportunity against the current Suns without Giannis? Or without a fit Giannis? We can come on to predictions a bit later, but honestly, no. Okay. Um, cool. I, 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 you think Janice is a vital part to the Bucks' success? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick the. I wouldn't pick the Bucks even if Janis was there. Okay. Well. Yeah, and I, I, I think I actually agree with you. And even let me have a very quick look. I also think against Brooklyn, nobody would have picked them, and also potentially even against Miami, nobody would have picked them. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah true. Uh, so on the that, Phoenix, yeah. Lakers, like it is an underdog season. True, but underdog, underdog, underdog season. The teams that have won have been good enough. As in, watching, um, 
at the end of the day, like we're assuming that injuries won't play play a part in this. If Devin Booker goes down or DeAndre Ayton goes down, then of course the Bucks have a have a decent chance. But the prediction of Brooklyn to beat the Bucks was a correct prediction because they were waxing them, and the Bucks even without even though James Harden was playing on one leg and Kyrie Irving wasn't there, the Bucks still just about scraped through. Um, yeah. I I look at um. I don't know. I look at the I look at the team sometimes. I look at the way they play, the way they defend, and their defending is 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 up is up to a high level. Their offense is horrible. It's and and this was when Giannis was there as well. It's I I don't know if they have enough. I don't know if the coach is good enough. Um, Middleton can blow hot and cold. So does Drew Holiday. So. But yeah. as you said, I think we'll get onto more predictions at the end of the podcast just to kind of summarize with that. I think that's a great point. Like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. With thoughts and predictions and hows, like, how's this team going to win it? How's that team going to win it? How's this team going to lose it? If that team's going to win it, I think it's a great way to summarize at the end. Definitely, definitely. Did you watch uh, Brook Lopez going crazy in game five? I think. Not to my knowledge. As I say, I watched the like 25, 30 minute highlights, but okay. I don't if, you watched, if you saw Brook Lopez in game five, honestly, he looked like the second coming of AD. So the Bucks changed their, their their strategy. So usually they play drop coverage. So Brook Lopez will just drop into the paint. And then anybody that beats their perimeter defender has to meet him in the meet him in the in the lane. But the Hawks are killing them on the pick and roll with that. So you have the pick, and then Brook is caught in no man's land, and Trey hits a floater or alley oop to somebody, and they completely killed them in the game in game four. So game five, they switched it to Brook Lopez switching. So he was playing; he was literally defending against like Kevin Herter, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. He was playing man to man. The guy was keeping up with them, like getting in front of them, moving his feet. If they did get past him, he was blocking. I think he got something like four blocks. He hit 33 points, um, something like 14 from 18 shooting, four blocks, three steals. He was an absolute menace. I didn't watch basketball as heavily as um, as I do now um, in like 2011, 2012 when he was on the Nets, but apparently that's who he was. He was a bully in a post, shot blocker. So, and that's 10 years ago, which is kind of mad to talk about if a guy's competing in the same way now sporadically as he used to. It's kind of mad thing, because even to compare that to LeBron James is now competing completely differently to how he used to compete 10 years ago. Like, yeah. Wait, Howard is another example. There's, there's almost no comparison between his game now and plus how he used to play. Blake Griffin, no comparison now to how he used to be. And the strange thing is that he brought it out of nowhere. He's not been doing that for the past since I've been watching the Bucks. Because it was needed. Potentially. Exactly. You, you were talking about people getting injured when they were needed. Brooke Lopez didn't get injured, but showed up. Oh, he stepped in. and a like, I, I was watching. I was just like, who is this? Where, if this, Has he always had this? Why doesn't? Why aren't they doing this all the time? Like, I, I always assumed that Brooke couldn't cope with going onto the perimeter. So they wouldn't. Can you imagine Brooke Lopez trying to defend Trey Young? So yeah. I thought, ah, they've left that. They've left him at the back because he can't do it. 
when Trey Young, even the other day when Trey Young's there, he was doing the same shit. You can't, he's actually a really good defender. He moves his feet quickly. I was seriously impressed. And then obviously on the other end, he he was the Bucks' main guy. So, yeah. So him, so the new big, big three is him, Middleton and and uh, and Drew Holiday. Is that a good enough? No, that's not enough, but that's not enough. But we will confirm that later. We will confirm yes, yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. One thing that was apparently too much this week was marijuana in some Olympian systems. Uh, what's your What's your opinion on that? So, um, I'm, Spain, Spain I'm split. So, in short, I believe that she should not compete because on the Olympic paper, which she signed or is part of as an Olympian, it is black and white, do not drug abuse, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then the me, like me personal side of it says the reason she did it. Well, firstly, the state that she was tested and positive in was a marijuana legal state like in America. Secondly, she wasn't smoking for any sort of performance enhancement or anything performance enhancing whatsoever or even related. She was smoking because I believe the death of her aunt or the death of her mother, and it was a coping mechanism for her. So I feel very bad for her and that's it. No, Nathan's shaking his head. Hey, I don't know, sorry, maybe I missed something, but she's stupid. She's <laughs> young, she's young. But that's what I said. Well, <laughs> she broke a contract. She broke a contract and she's paying the price for that. She shouldn't have done that, but then I'm like, okay, for me, family comes first. So regardless if I'm Olympian or whatnot, my family comes first. So that just happened to be- You're not smoking for your family. Uh, yeah, no, 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 I agree with that. No disrespect. Then a counter argument, which I mentioned to uh, Derek before, okay, if she's getting kicked out for marijuana smoking, or testing positive for marijuana, whatever, I sound like a fucking 50 year old man right now. Uh, she's getting tested positive for drugs, this is the same year that they're introducing skateboarding into the Olympics. There's no way, like, I know it's very stereotypical, but there's no way that a lot of these skateboarders, Los Angeles based or wherever, are going to be negative. Isn't it a different sport, though? Are they, yeah, are they, all, are they all still the same for skateboarding? Like, do they have, because Olympic regulation. To be honest, I think they're being fair anyway, man. They got Michael Phelps out of here. I don't know if you guys remember I, that. I, at the end of the day, the first thing I started with is right. black and white. A piece of paper, you sign it. If you compete, you follow those rules. If you don't sign it, do what you want. Yeah. I, I find it interesting watching the social media reaction to it because, yes, weed should be legal and, yes, we should all be able to... Like, what's the difference between smoking a joint and having a whiskey or having, like, a couple of beers? There's like you're doing the damage to your. I don't even know if we're doing damage to your body, but but no, there there is a difference in the sense of the uh, like biochemical reactions. So with the sense of the example you just made, whiskey or beers, that is out of your system completely. Like cannot be found in blood, nor hair, nor urine after like a maximum of like a twenty-four to forty-two hour period. Whereas when it comes to like the bio biochemical makeup of marijuana, is the other example that can be in your system after like one joint for up to six months, remnants of your hair and also in your blood. But then so this is like, like, but my, 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 
But my the, the, reason, the reason I bring it up is not because I'm comparing them. It's more people are bringing up this moral equivalence of, oh, well, like, how, like, why is this person being banned for smoking weed? And did then it's honestly, at the end of the day, you knew the rules. They're, very, they're pretty obvious and you broke them. Agreed. You're like, it was, it was stupid. This was probably the biggest opportunity that she had. She had this massive social media following that built up off the back of her performances at the US um, qualifiers. Like, and she fucked it up. She's young. These things happen when you're a kid. She'll get better. She'll learn. It doesn't change much, man. Jamaican's going to win anyway. So <laughs> at the end of the day, it's her loss, in it? But it does bring up another question. Like, but, yeah, oh, you go, sorry. Go, go. If, you're, if she's violating the rules, why don't they just make a competition without these drug rules? Let's see how fast people can actually run. Honestly, like what these guys can actually do on the drugs of their choice. You know what I mean? Like make it a competition. I'm calling yeah, I'm sorry, that, you know. the Super League, yeah. Make us. Yo, you're hoping they've never been in Coppas a tour with a fucking flare gun. You're yeah, I've seen crackheads do the maddest. The maddest. I've seen crackheads do some crazy, crazy, superhuman things. Let's give the athletes the drugs. We could truly see another level. Someone could levitate. Hey, turn a crackhead to a trackhead. Levitate. You think Michael Phelps won't dive into the Marianas Trench? Off the crack. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, I didn't they should just. There isn't a the, the Olympics maybe twenty years ago wasn't too different to that though. Like I want to see Michael Phelps race a dolphin. Like they, even, they even say like don't they say like boxers? Um, pretty much they're all doing it, but they just make sure they do it at certain times in a year. No, so the kind of rule with boxing is that up until you sign the contract for a fight, you do not need to be drug tested. Exactly. So you can do you can sign the contract for the promotion of a fight. So this is what happened with the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather thing. They signed the promotion for the fight like two years before the fight was actually meant to happen. And then the date kept on getting postponed for the actual fight. So there was no official contract. And what that means is you can effectively do whatever you want. You're a free man up until you sign the contract. So if you know you're going to sign that contract in two weeks, you can cut everything out. But up to that point, you could effectively be on steroids or this, that, the next thing. So all, all of them on it, like Canelo, Canelo said that he didn't, he didn't, he say that he ate some contaminated meat. Uh, Tyson Fury said some nonsense as well. Like they all- Tyson Fury is a so, fucking- I think it exists already. Yeah, but they're hiding it and they're off cycle when they're competing. I want to see them on cycle <laughs> in the open. Fucking twitching. In the Olympic arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That the Russian, didn't the Russians get done for that? They were just like, just doing it so blatantly. They well, football. Was it the last football tournament? They were mad fit for no reason. <laughs> Everyone's like, yo, the Russians weren't this fit before. Like, why are they still running that night? Maybe, maybe. I'm like Mo Farah's like, yo, how the fuck is Russian cricket in me? Like, <laughs> yeah, they ain't got corn in Russia. Uh, I don't think that's a good segue. But should we discuss this Rachel Nichols story? Because I do find it quite interesting. Because I mentioned corn, you want to talk about her? Yourself. Rachel Nichols is in the hot seat right now, um, as is ESPN, to be honest, because it looks like they might have tried to cover it up. Um, but basically, there's been a video, some footage leaked of 
Rachel Nichols implying that one of her fellow um, colleagues, another analyst, what's her name? Um, Maria Johnston or something? I know, another, another, another one of her analyst uh, colleagues at ESPN. Uh, she was given the NBA finals, Maria Taylor, she was given the NBA finals to cover instead of Rachel Nichols. And Rachel Nichols was overheard in a meeting of some sort of the top brass saying that um, Maria Taylor only got this gig because of a growing racial um, diversity and inclusion and practices at ESPN. That's, that, that's so to, to, so I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a fan of Rachel Nichols. I think she's actually really good at her job. And, 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 she's, and she's also, um, so whenever there's topics around race or around player empowerment, she's a very strong proponent for 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 the outside of the corporation. So for the little for the little guy, basically. So I actually think she's, in general, from what I've seen from her, she actually seems like a decent person. What she said was, if this is to uh, make up for ESPN shit diversity, then that's not like I'm not having it. Because this is like the biggest gig for her, right? You're covering the NBA finals. And she's saying, if this is because you guys have just been shit historically with diversity and you're going to take an opportunity away from me, I'm not having it. My opinion is, it's probably true. But my my opinion is also, these things need to happen. Yeah. Okay. So th th that, that was going to be my generalized question, not specific to this subject. But if there is a noticeable lack of diversity and there's two equal candidates is it okay to favor the more diverse candidate in a situation like bot the nba yes okay. i think but in a, let, let, let's make it more down to earth for us you're hiring two people exact same qualifications born and raised in the exact same place but two different backgrounds one of them being more diverse than the other so would I, you preferentially hire i'm not saying every occasion but to the point where you're looking for someone diverse yeah, definitely definitely so i didn't they look context is key right so if you firstly are you working for a company that's selling to selling to people and part of their market is the black audience do you know or, do you know what I, I i sorry but i think the person so let's say the the majority person is just ignorant if they feel like it's purely for diversity if that makes sense like if they can't accept that then there's a problem on that side of things i wouldn't call it ignorance i i, I understand why so if somebody if like covering the nba finals is the biggest thing you can do as a reporter like if you've worked away from being a journalist at like a paper going to be like on tv covering the nba finals and is is massive so I understand she has quite a lot of what she's been Michael Jordan and them got like she's been in she's been around for she's been around the blocks for a bit. But I also she like you have to understand that if historically things weren't built in a fair in an equitable way, and considering the NBA is built off the black back of black people, if they feel like they need to make a change at the top in this visible position. It's unfortunate, but I don't think it's unfortunate though. I don't think that's the right word for it. And I also feel like, um, hey, get your job. 
like I'd love to hear the perspective of the other person, what she's saying. Oh yeah, I'm better than you, or oh, it is what it is. I mean, but you know what I mean. At that time and moment, she got the job, and the one per- other person didn't. It's true. I mean, at the end of the day, Maria Taylor is a big up and coming figure in that whole kind of segment. Like, um, yeah. people are looking out for her. She's doing a lot. She's appearing in a lot of places. She's not the only black analyst at ESPN. First of all, and if I was in Maria Taylor's shoes, hearing all this talk about I only got this role based on diversity and inclusion and not merit and not the hard work I've actually put into this gig over the years, then that's that's a bit ridiculous. And then you've got to look at the fact that they're technically on the same team. So that's just straight bad vibes. Like the new young young guy on the team has come through, he's doing well, he's made a move, and you're the old head over there hating. It's a bad look. And to be honest, you never really, I never really think of this stuff until something stupid like this happens. But there have been some moments where I have looked at Rachel Nichols in the past and thought, you're kind of pushing a narrative. <laughs> For example, when, I don't know, the day after Kobe died, I remember her bringing up his, um, his case, like the day after he died. Um, remember he had a case with... Um, but you, if you can hear that... Wait, 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 wait. So she brought out Kobe's case the day after she died. When Derek Rose went for 50 um, last year, she brought up his prior cases as well. When Chris Sachs Porzingis came back from injury and was on his comeback trail, she did a big monologue for him and didn't mention his ongoing case <laughs> at that moment in time. You know, so... I'm, so I, I, I see where you're coming from, but... I'm not, I'm not saying she's racist, but I'm saying, hey, there's, there's actually maybe... So <laughs> I, I can see where you're coming from a bit, but it's not like she's bringing these cases up and saying we need to take this into account. She said, I remember, I remember the thing that she spoke about, and, she, and this is the thing is, people were talking about... People, somebody actually even... The next day after Kobe died, somebody actually put something that went viral saying... Well, but look at he did he did all of this stuff back in the day. Yeah. So she brought it up and said, "But look, this you know what's the best sign of um, an apology is changed behavior. Look at all the stuff that he's done. Look at all the things that he's done for women's basketball. He's one of the biggest proponents for women's basketball. Look what he's done for his, his girls' teams. So yes, she did say that, which is the truth. But she also gave the full context of the guy's um, his whole his whole history, not just okay. Here's a slice of a mistake or I, a situation mm-hmm. that he was in." She also said he basically didn't just say sorry and was like, ah, oh, let me move back. She, he dedicated his life or a big part, part of his life and when he retired to the women's game. So saying that he's somebody that's like does stuff against women isn't fair. So that was- well, I, I agree and disagree with that point. So yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying, Derek, in the sense of show both sides of the coin, absolutely fine. Nathan, I completely agree with what you're saying in the sense that it's aggravated. She has purposely brought it up. No, no, no. The, the, the true context is this was this story was going around. So Kobe died, and this, this so it was a tweet. It was a tweet. Yeah, it was a journalist who tweeted, and it went around. Like it doesn't matter if it's one tweet. It's that that was a story that this journalist has said this. So I. I, I, I'm sorry, like, even Kobe, like Kobe Bryant had massive respect for her. Michael Jordan has massive respect for her. LeBron James absolutely loves her. Like, these are, I, I don't think they would be so close to somebody who they had, who they felt that way about or, or who they felt was, was yeah. racist. You can be close to right. anyone, bro. They're not best friends with Nick, <laughs> Rachel Nichols. It's a business relationship. <laughs> 
It's a business relationship. <laughs> Rachel uh, Nichols ain't there at family dinner. Like, yeah, <laughs> how's your day, Kobe? I, day, I think you can look, you can look at, like, the thing is you can look at her doing, her, her saying something and say, oh, that sounds racist. But what you're saying even just then, that's not giving the full context of what happened. It's not, but it's just adding some story, some background. Okay, so she, has, she has maybe been in these spaces, but she didn't, she didn't necessarily need to talk about Kobe's past case. People say stuff on Twitter all the time. Why are you getting like, why are you getting like, we move on from this? <laughs> how about we move on from this subject to what journalists hey, are going to be hey, talking Rachel, about? Something outside. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, I mean, to be honest, I'm more interested in how ESPN deal with this because, yeah, she could have been honest. It could have just been like a Freudian slip. It could have been anything. But they got Paul Pierce out of here for, for blackjack and bitches. Yeah, but that's <laughs> so. I, mean, she, I don't, don't want to be a really bad teammate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's see. That. I, want, I want her out of here now. Give Paul Pierce his job back. Give Paul Pierce her job. <laughs> so, how about we move on to what journalists are going to be speaking about in the next week? Predictions. So we're now to the final predictions of effectively the year. We have the Suns and the Bucks, as we are all very aware. Second place in the West against the third place in the East, going up against each other in the NBA Finals 2021. Who you got? How long is it going to take? And why? Why that team? I'll go first. Um, Suns in full. Maybe. <laughs> And I'm not even just saying Suns in four, four. Maybe, maybe Suns in six. But I there's a chance that Suns could wipe him. If Giannis isn't back, basically, it could be Suns in four. Not not obviously like Brooke Lopez did look like AD. And if Brooke Lopez can look like AD and Chris Middleton can do fourth quarter magic that he's been doing. That but I I think the Suns are just a better, deeper, better coached team. And Chris Paul is gonna be doing everything in his power to to make sure that they that, that, that the Suns win. So Suns in four, but if Giannis comes back six, and it's the same. This is from somebody that likes Giannis and likes the Bucks. So yeah, I'm just gonna drop a little disclaimer here. This is definitely one of the worst finals name wise <laughs> that I can coming into the season. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are kind of underwhelmed by your Suns, Bucks, NBA Finals or Championship. But um, I'll say Bucks and seven. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Giannis involved? Giannis is back? I think if it goes to seven games, Giannis should come back in some capacity at some point. It's a hyperextended knee. He, so could you probably, he could probably get back on the court. Bearing in mind, James Harden had his whole hamstring falling off the bone. And was doing stuff. Um, running and done. <laughs> but he also didn't have any muscle on that bone, bro. Like, <laughs> so Giannis could do something, I think. But even then, I, thought, I was really impressed by the Bucks win against the Clippers. They really did a really good job of spreading yeah. all the rounds and making sure everyone got on the board. And against the Clippers last round, and um, yeah, you know, they could the against the Hawks. You mean? Yeah, against the Hawks, sorry. Yeah, my bad. And um, I still think Chris Middleton's a proper baller. And um, I think he's still got a bit more to show. 
See, I, I think it's also as like a Paul George category type of player. Like Paul George, if Paul George is the top of that category of player, Chris Middleton is nearer the bottom of that category. A very good player, but like not a superstar. And Drew Holiday is in the category even below them. And so I'm not sure if that is enough without Yannis. How many superstars do the Suns have? Sorry. My take on the situation? Wait, 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 wait. Answer the question. CP3, CP3 not a superstar. CP3 a superstar. CP3 not a superstar. Okay, CP3 is. Um, is is super ish star. More so than Westbrook. Devin Booker is a star right now who could he could go crazy in the finals and and take himself up to a different level. DeAndre Ayton is probably the best, like one of the best centers. Well, that we've seen in the playoffs so far. I I, I and then across the team, right? So okay, so you go outside of that top that top three. Cam Johnson. Absolute baller, campaign baller, um, Jay Crowder baller. Like, there's just they've got their team is too deep. I said, Boss Band 99 is a baller. Hey, you saw what he did to your boys. You saw what he done to your boys. LeBron is injured. Um, <laughs> you saw what he done to your big man, yeah? Fair enough, anyway. I mean, I think this game is, is fairly, like, fairly well balanced, but. Yeah, Chris Murden and Drew Holiday, I think, are very good players. Great ballers, like, in the purest sense. And uh, they have a lot more to offer. And there's still PJ Tucker over there waiting to annoy the hell out of both Devin Booker and Chris Paul, actually. PJ against CP will be nice. But well, anyway, PJ against DeAndre Ayton will be nice. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell uh, you, Ayton you, doesn't want that. Ayton doesn't want that. <laughs> Not at all. But yeah. Um did you guys talk about the, the Mano Ball brothers first? Um, Cal, Cal didn't Cal didn't give his prediction. Yeah, Cal was prediction. So I got I got two predictions on it. Oh shit. Janice dependent. Janice only returns game three or so. I've got um fucking Suns and Fall. If Janice is able to return game two, game three, then I think it'll be a sixty-seven game series where it'll be tight. But I think Suns will come out on top. Who's in four? You guys are disrespecting the Bucks, you know. I just think with the Giants, it's a struggle. I don't think you realize how um, how much the Bucks didn't beat the brakes of the Hawks when they should have. Everyone should have beat the brakes of the Hawks. No, but this is when they had <laughs> so when they had no Trey Young, and I, I don't know. I, I watch them sometimes. I'm just like. Why can't you? It looks like they should be good, but they just they just don't do enough. I, I, I honestly, my 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 decision really comes down to the coach. If Ty Lue was coaching the Bucks, and I'd say the Bucks have a really good chance, but not. I don't trust Budenholzer. Yanis is like a big big hit for them. I believe that Monty Williams will work a way out. To, to beat the Bucks, and then once he works his way to how to beat them, it's will be game over. I think that's most basketball games, but <laughs> my, my I, I don't I I could be proven wrong, and I kind of want to be proven wrong because I, I like I said I want Giannis to win a title, but no, actually 
Um, I, don't, I really like I I I like I've been backing Yanis for when you were slandering my, my this guy all the way back back in uh back last year. I was I I really want Yanis to win a title, bring something back to Nigeria. You don't need something, but I'm I I don't trust. You don't him. need something. Yeah, man, you don't need some sort of glory. Oh my days! Let's not have a diaspora war right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do this. Innit? Um, let's wrap it up though. Um. Shout out to probably the, I think this could have, yeah, if the Jazz had made it, I would have been even less interested. But this is as close to as uninterested as I can be in an NBA finals. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Shout out to Giannis. I hope Devin Booker gets a ring. I hope Chris Paul gets a ring as well, to be honest. Um, so you're hoping. So what you're hoping for the Suns, but you think the Bucks are gonna win? And I'm I'm hoping, hoping, I think the Bucks will win, but I'm hoping for the Suns. Yeah. Okay, and I'm literally the complete opposite. I'm hoping for the Bucks, but I think the Suns are gonna win. I'm actually, I'm not hoping for the Suns. I prefer the Suns. Yeah, I think use of words there is more important. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else do we have? Are we gonna wrap it up there, or I'm gonna wrap this shit up? Unless you guys want to talk about Leangelo and Melo and I don't think there's a lot to say. I think there's gonna be an anti-climax. That's my two cents on it. All right, cool. Shout out to Ben Simmons. Man landed my jammer. That, 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 Come on, man. Why did you pick the most hate? Like maybe doing things the right way, man. Look at Stormzy. Look like Stormzy was just out on the road spitting shut up. And then now look at him. So maybe maybe Maya Jamma has some essence in there. So. Hey, Drake dropped her. She was a she was a Drake bar. That's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of an awkward one. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think that's it. DMP out. Everyone has a have a nice week, you guys. Peace.